This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. I'll take a yeah. This is the Sinner and the Saint. Here's former hand-modeling prodigy... Luke Anderson and bespectacled drifter Will Duckins on 1080 The Fan. Hey, kids! Happy Saturday! Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, 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 good start to the show. Look at me not knowing how to talk. Uh, thanks uh, for everybody that was listening to Golf in the Northwest I, for sticking around. That was fun talking to Harold. Uh, Will, we just had to wake up because he hates golf. But here he is, Will Darkens. I don't hate golf. Yes, you do. You hate golf and everything associated with it. You've said it a thousand times. I've never said that. Oh. Not on air. <laughs> You're a big tennis fan, though. I like tennis. Yeah. I, in fact, I didn't I go on a, I, I did. I went on a rant, I think maybe two weeks ago about how golf can't be fun without alcohol. Yeah, you did. You tried to, you tried to no, make, I did. Tried to make that I point. made the point. It's not trying. It happened and I made it mm, I think because it's it. true. I disagree. I disagree. I'll tell you what was fun uh, last weekend was the conclusion of the NFL season. It feels like it's been a month since the Super Bowl, but it's only been a week. How did you enjoy the Super Bowl, Will? I, d- I didn't care about it. I know you didn't care about it. Whatsoever. Did- and you watched it. It was a week ago. I know, but it was a Super Bowl. It was the finale. It was Yay. the end of the... I guess really? Nick That's Foles it. won. Science teacher won. I know. I told you it would. Yeah. Science teacher, you really just never interested you, never got your attention? Doesn't it seem like it was what we were talking about last week of huge fart? It just seemed like a huge fart. Even No, the, I don't think it did at all. I thought it was did. a great game. What are you talking it about? It did. Even the parade. There was one punt. Which, by the way, the parade was not covered as extensively by ESPN or other networks as the Patriots parade was last year. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> because there was so much profanity. No it was in cares. Philadelphia. No one cares that the Phillies won because there's no no face to five, attach five, to it. 305 is, is the text line. Who? How many people were very happy to see the Eagles win, thought the parade was great, thought the game was great? How are you this down you need to on re- an all-time Super Bowl? You need to restructure your sentence. How many of you are happy that the Patriots lost? No, That's how many? This is all I, about. I phrased my question Perfectly accurate. 
Now, there is an element of truth to what you're saying, that a lot of people are happy that they won. But listen, the Eagles didn't weren't handed a game. Brady went out. He was the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 500 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and lose a football game. Ever. It's the first, like that, how does this game not get you excited? It came down to a Hail Mary. I, I That's really, what you want. I really bet there was no one out there that can remember that statistic off their head or that that was did. actually the storyline. That wasn't the storyline whatsoever. Well, no, because the, the idea was you wanted the Patriots to get beat up and down the field, and that's not what happened. They went back and forth. There was one play, that, one turnover that was absolutely critical in the game. Uh, there was one turnover on each side, but obviously the Eagles ones didn't hurt them as nearly as much. But the game was back and forth. I mean, from, from the opening drive, you had both teams scoring. You're going for it on fourth down. Both quarterbacks had a uh, target in the game. Like, both of them go out as a receiver. Brady not quite as effective. A fourth down reverse flea ficker pass to your to your quarterback for a touchdown come on so everybody's calling it probably one of the greatest super bowls of all time then right yeah a lot of people are are they really yeah no they're not no they're not there was something about this super bowl that seemed kind of unceremonious just it didn't really have that effect at the end of it it just didn't it was the fact that you had Nick Foles on the other side which everyone pretty much knows at this point is going to get dealt in the offseason there's a lot of kind of rumors back and forth of oh well we want to keep him because we want to try to be able to you know still mentor Carson Wentz Carson Wentz might not even be fully healed after tearing two ligaments in his knee he might not even be the same player so then you have to worry about you know six games in is this same thing going to happen or is he going to even digress faster over time so I I don't know. There just wasn't a face to this Super Bowl. There's usually always a face to it. Tom Brady was the face last year. This year, the team that won, I I don't know. I mean, I, Doug I still Peterson think- is Doug Peterson the guy you go, wow, that's the hero. I think Doug Peterson makes things very interesting uh, moving forward because now you've got another young coach or, or new coach that can go and, and make some waves, hopefully. But when you, you galvanize your team without their starting quarterback, without their starting left tackle, I mean, that was kind of the story. Nick, It's Nick Foles' Super Bowl. He went out and earned the MVP. He didn't get it as a default. It wasn't accidental that he won MVP. played exceptionally well. Played great. He made big plays when he had to. It was one he big did. play after another. There's more yards in that Super wow. Bowl than any other Super Bowl through three quarters. And week one of the 2018-2019 season, Nick Foles will not start. Probably not. That's what makes this just kind of like, meh. Why? Why can't why can't it be separate? It was the finale of the 2017-2018 season. You go into the 2018 season. It's a new season. I mean, hey, at the, at the beginning of last season, nobody had the Eagles pegged to win a Super Bowl. So... You're saying that, and I want to repeat this, right? This is one of the biggest Super Bowl wins. This is this is one of the most historic Super Bowls. This I is thought how it was one of the one of the best Super Bowl games. Let's say in the past ten years, this For sure. this decade. Yeah. Okay. There's what's been some the, great. There's been some great ones. What's the biggest storyline coming out of it this week? The Rob, big Rob Gronkowski is going to be a movie star. What? How is that the biggest? It, it is. It was the biggest headline on ESPN, on Fox Sports, it on was NBC the Sports. Biggest headline? Yeah, this when? week. 
When? All week? I saw. They've been I, talking about it on shows. Sylvester Stallone <laughs> has been talking to Gronk. I'm telling you, man, the storylines that came out of this were dull. They sucked because everybody's overplayed the whole thing with Tom Brady retiring because he's going to play until he gets hit and dies on the field. It's the biggest, the biggest headline coming out of it, I, th I thought, was Josh McDaniels. I, what? Josh McDaniels. Daniels, uh, See, we're not even talking about the game now. That's, that's because that's, you asked the biggest headlines coming out of the game. See, a week after the Super Bowl, <laughs> you should still be talking about the game. We should be talking about I was trying to, we, but you don't want to. No, no, no. The entire country doesn't want to. We should be talking about Nick Foles catching a touchdown at the very end of the first half. That should be the greatest play in Super Bowl history. It, was. it should contend for it. We're not talking about it, though. <laughs> All we're talking about is Josh McDaniels saying no to the Colts. We're talking about Rob Gronkowski retiring, becoming a movie star. Which would be great. That's how boring this Super Bowl was. It didn't. Its storyline didn't even extend past that. I, I don't know. Come I'm. On. I, I'm. Maybe you and I have a very different perception of it. After the Patriots beat the Seahawks in 2014, it was the play, and that, that and that still goes on. That, no, that still goes on. Oh, it still goes on today. It still goes on today. Yeah. We talk about that Super Bowl and that play today. It was a week out and we started talking about Rob Gronkowski being in the Expendables 18. I just, I don't, I, first of all, I didn't, maybe I didn't watch the right television this week. I don't even know that, that I seen more than one headline on that. And Thursday it came out with the film. Did you see the footage of Nick Foles calling for that play? That'll be one of those little pieces of footage where he goes back and he's like, let's run Philly, Philly special. And you have Doug Peters goes back. What's that? When we look at that footage 10 years from now, we'll go, wait, wait who was that guy? <laughs> oh, God, right. Nick it was Foles all Super Bowl. 2013 All-Pro wow. and 2018 Super Bowl 52 MVP Nick Foles. The memory will regress so bad that we'll go, wait, was Chip Kelly the coach? No, no, no. He got fired. Well, it depends on what, it depends on what Doug Peterson does with his career, whether or not he's remembered. But I don't wait, know. who? I don't know. I, I'm I'm very surprised that you're poo-pooing the Super Bowl going into it. Did you expect to see that kind of offensive output um, in that game? You know, it, it was an exciting game. I'll give you that. I'm not saying it was an awful game. Of course it wasn't. It was exciting. I think most yards uh, yeah, game by two teams. Yeah, they, they reached most, that mark in the third quarter. Was it the most points scored? Uh, it was the most points scored by a losing team. I know okay. that. I Not total, though. I think that it was. Okay. I'd have to check because there's a whole lot of records that were set in that. Yeah, whole lot of records. Really exciting game. But uh, to me, for how many really great moments there were inside the game itself, the aftermath of it has now shifted so fast that you just kind of go, well, I understand why it has. The Eagles are kind of, uh. There's nothing really redeeming about them. I guess they're the underdog, but didn't they have the best record in the NFC? Well, yeah, they but, they, but they lost advantage? their MVP candidate quarterback. Didn't they have Go home field advantage the entire playoffs? They did. They did. But but again, when you lose your quarterback, it's very different. It's, it, it's the Jeff Hosteller season, right? So it, then you put a quarterback in there that was all pro? Hey, listen, it worked How's out. How's that underdog? Well, but going into the playoffs, that was a big story. It's like, who are these quarterbacks and what are they doing? Doing here, he had to beat Case Keenum to get there. It was he Blake was, Bortles he was against all Tom pro Brady in 2013. I, I I'm quite aware of that. I was the one that brought oh, that but up. They didn't have they didn't have a running game though. That was oh wait, oh Garrett Blunt, Jai. Oh, but their defense could. Oh wait, well, the defense is really good. The team was the team was good. I'm not arguing. Really good. I, I'm not arguing that. I think I think part of the lackluster feeling you may have is what we talked about last week going into the game, which was. 
does it matter for Tom Brady if the Patriots win or lose? Because nobody has anything ill to say about the performance Tom Brady put out there, right? It's not his fault that that ball was was stripped from it. It was a great defensive play. He didn't go out and throw eight interceptions and end up looking like a 41-year-old quarterback. He played really well. He set the record for the most passing yards in a football game or in a Super Bowl game, and, and he played really well. Just the Eagles were better on that day. So you kind of come out of it going, all right, Patriots are the favorite for next year. That came out within minutes after the Super Bowl's over. Patriots, your favorite for, for 2018. No. It did. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But What do you mean? Wow. I mean, that that's always the story. That's always the story. I, you know, a good perspective to take is what's going on in the AFC next year. Yeah. And then just go, well, yeah, of course they're going to be favorites, but are they actually going to win it? Rob Gronkowski might retire. Those are very serious talks. If you, if you were Rob Gronkowski, would you retire? Yes. Yeah, I would too. The yeah. guy's the guy. your number one weapon. He's gone. Yeah. Brandon but, Cooks had his brain scrambled on on one of the Ooh. best clean hits yeah. I've ever seen. Which, by the way, I, well, I, was it, I, yeah, God, that was very clean. It, no, 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 it was it was clean. Yeah. But but what I'm I thought it was more of Brandon Cooks. Not his head was not in the right position. He was looking the wrong direction. You got to be aware that you're in the middle of the field. You see receivers do this often, where they catch the ball in that position and they kind of hunker down. That's why they do it. He was standing there. He left himself wide open for that hit more than it was a great hit where you know he, the the player came out of nowhere. It was just Brandon Cooks lost. I don't think he knew where he was. But the the whole Gronk thing, he wasn't there for the comeback against Jacksonville. That was all Danny Amendola. You're going to get Julian Edelman back. Do you worry about the Patriots losing any player other than Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, I mean Tom Brady. Do I worry about them losing any other player? Yeah, like if they if if you turned over this entire roster for the Patriots, but they still had Brady and Belichick, would you worry about them? I mean, Gronk would be a big loss, and I realize he's a giant weapon, but. I don't think he's the the end-all, be-all for this Patriots run because they've played Super Bowls without him. They've played AFC Championship second halves without him and won. I mean, he's not he's I not guess. as valuable as Brady. But see, this, this, this is kind of what I'm going back to is like we're asking all these questions that are just ho-hum. Like, I feel like everything that came out of this Super Bowl was just kind of like, eh, are the Patriots still going to be good? Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. The AF friggin' C, dude. You know yeah. who won the AFC South this year? It was the, it was the Jaguars. You know who their quarterback was? Blake Bortles. A, a dude who sells meth. Does Allegedly. He? Does he? Jeez. That's what we were saying, right? Man. Sells jet skis and meth on the side. Blake I Bortles. I don't, I don't know that that's true. I I said allegedly. <laughs> Look, it's a crappy division. Of course the Patriots are going to be good. What was the other question that came out of it? Will Nick Foles start next season? No, he, well, of course he won't friggin' start. Well, didn't you just say if Carson Wentz traded. isn't back? If Carson Wentz isn't back with his knee injury and Nick Foles gets starts and starts oh. hot, then you start to wonder what will happen. I get that. That's a storyline for next season. I thought the Eagles were fantastic. I, the clips from Jason Kelsey at the parade I thought were hilarious. The idea, did, did you watch the rampage through Philadelphia entertain you at all? I didn't guys, watch it. Guys climbing light poles, jumping on the Ritz-Carlton awning, tearing it down. The city of Philadelphia went insane. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what missed you, but the Super Bowl I watched was great. It was and great. There's only been 52 of them. You're going to remember it. I'm going to do the same thing I did this year. I'm going to watch them all back. We're, we're going to remember it. We're going to remember it for Gronk starring and what? 
Not Expendables. What movie would you want to see Gronk in? Oh, I want to see him in uh, in a lot of the the. You put him in a Will Ferrell comedy where he gets to play Gronk. You just, whatever movie he's in, he just plays Gronk, and then just let everybody else work, work their magic around him. Oh, I want to see him in a romantic comedy. Yeah, but he won't start there. He'll start. He'll do the John Cena thing or The Rock, right? Where you put him in, he'll be you know muscle guy in insert. You know, can he even remember lines? He doesn't have to to start. Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger's first movie was completely dubbed because he couldn't speak English well enough. He was Hercules in New York, and they're like, you can't understand a word he said. They had to dub him. That was a different time. I understand that. I'm saying Gronkowski, they'll find a spot for him. He's a big, lovable meathead. I want to see him in. Uh, I want to see him in some animated things. I think that would be a good start. Wasn't that the Rock? Have him do some voice. Wasn't the Rock completely animated? Wasn't he the Scorpion King in his first? The Mummy was that his first role? That was uh, the Scorpion King. He was the Scorpion King in the Mummy movie. The Scorpion King came out later. He was in it, but then he was animated at another point in the movie. Yes. Yeah. He, it was weird. In the Mummy was he, that his first movie? I don't what? think the Mummy was. We we will check that. Uh, but we've got a lot to get to today. The Blazers. Had a big win yesterday, and Damian Lillard, the second Blazer in as many weeks with a 50-point game, only playing three quarters. Holy cow. And then we've got uh, plenty of uh, off-season happenings already in football. You've got, uh, what was that thing that we want to talk? Oh, the Winter Freaking Olympics. My favorite is here. Plenty to get to on the Center and the Saints. Stay with us. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. Apparently, we're listening to K-pop. Our entire first segment was sidetracked by with how much you hate up. the Blazers. Or, uh, the Blazers. How much you hate hated the Super Bowl. You, you wanted to talk Blazers about too. the Super Bowl. What's which that? Was a week ago. I understand that, but it was a finale to the NFL season. The Super Bowl was a big story all week, and I kept seeing fascinating articles about how many records were set in that game, and you saw Gronks retiring to go to Hollywood. We just we came at it from very different angles. I was surprised by your uh, blistering cold take of how much you hated the Super Bowl. Text line 55305. I think it's NFL fatigue. The league is pushing too many games with bad teams. Hardcore fans don't feel it, but the casual fan does. NFL's biggest challenge going forward is injuries. I think there's truth to that uh, in some aspect. I mean, you just look at it right there. I mean, the reason that you were so underwhelmed by it was Nick Foles was a backup quarterback due to injury. And then you have Brandon Cooks get laid out in the game. You have Gronk, who missed the end of the every season ever. He's always chipped up, and he's going to retire probably because of injury. So I guess there's probably some truth to that. Yeah. Also, you got people saying that you're nuts. but That I'm nuts, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It said this sure. guy. That could be me. I don't know. It's just it, it. It was super. It was great in the moment, but it will not be memorable. I I tend to dis- unfortunately. I tend to disagree. Um, I wish it was memorable because I agree. I thought in game it was one of the more exciting Super Bowls I've ever seen. Well, I'm just saying, if we're a week out of this thing, and the biggest storylines out of it were the New England Patriots offensive coordinator, yeah, and a tight end possibly having an acting job, and then we completely forget about Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles I, was really just forgotten about after that. I, see, I In fact, we talked more about Carson Wentz in the media than we did Nick Foles. 
everything connected to Nick Foles was, well, will he play next year? Well, Carson wins. We'll get back. Let's try. Maybe we'll get back to the Super Bowl in the second hour. I do want to get to a few other things because th- part of the reason that I think the Super Bowl got pushed to the back burner, you had National Signing Day on Wednesday, and then on Thursday you had the NBA trade deadline, and those will be maybe sprinkled in a little bit throughout the show too. And this week you have the kickoff to the Winter Olympics. So I don't. I don't know how quickly the news cycle typically moves on. And is it always jammed in in the same week where you have Super Bowl trade deadline, signing day, you know, Olympics? Olympics is one that's not always there. So there are other things that pop up. But um, the biggest takeaway from the opening ceremonies, at least what I saw, was everybody missed poor Bob Costas. Nobody was really thrilled by Mike Tirico. You watched the entire opening ceremonies. What was your takeaway? Yeah, I like Tirico. I like Tirico just as he is. I, and I, I like him to the point that I really miss him on Monday Night Football. And obviously I Gruden do too. did. I think that was a big reason Gruden left was that he, it's not that he um, didn't like Sean McDonough, whatever that yep. dude's name is. That's the dude. I don't think it's not that he didn't like him. It's just he kind of felt like it wasn't working. It didn't feel very natural. No. But uh, Tariko to me is somebody who has that classic kind of broadcaster voice. I liked him, and I thought the opening ceremony was friggin' insane. <laughs> I, I learned about South Korea through that ceremony because they did all this, uh, you know, they had the drones forming. Well, it's an advertisement for the country, the right? Yeah. 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 Um, but you think back to, like, other opening ceremonies, like with Russia, and how it just like talked about the industrial revolution they had in yeah. Soviet Russia. And it was like, wow, this is very politicized. <laughs> Hammer and the sickle and everything. Yeah, it was yeah. very weird. But I mean, the South Korea one, I had to go online and look up how just like technically advanced they were. Yeah, they make Kias. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's the car you buy when you have some money, but not enough to buy a great car. No, it's when you're responsible. You're going, I want all the luxuries of a fine automobile, but I don't want to, I don't want to bust the budget. Yeah. I can get the same quality in a Kia. I, want I know a couple people that have Kias. I actually rode in a Kia the other day, and I was like, dang, this, what kind of car is this? Pretty nice. I'm like, oh, it's a Kia. It's a Kia. I want to drive something that Blake Griffin jumped over. Yeah. I think Blake Griffin, I'm sure, drives a Kia. Oh, for sure. Do you think contractually he has to drive a I Kia? I don't know. Now he's in Motor City, though. I don't know. You move up to Detroit. I don't know if you're allowed you have to. You have to do like a contract with Ford or something. You have something. to get an American-made car. You're driving a Cadillac now. I would think Kia says like look we got to give you this car we'll give you the nicest kia we have yeah <laughs> look i'll give you, you the nicest. you couldn't even get through that with a straight face i think kia's making some fine automobiles look, but but korea this is, also- this is the greatest kia that we have it's uh, not leather lebron james is a kia guy too isn't he he's a yeah he's kia's a nba kia shoot guy. around yeah i mean i'm telling you kia's kia's stepping it up and hyundai also a korean brand and they're they're starting the genesis trying to kind of push that into its own brand. You got Samsung. Korea's doing just fine. You didn't know that before. What's the brand of Hyundai that tries to look like a Mercedes? That's Maybach? Genesis. Yeah, the Genesis. They're going to make it, it its own brand. So they're trying to branch off where Genesis is a standalone. So it won't be the Hyundai Genesis. That's so ridiculous. It'll be the Genesis. That's like people Dude, who, I had one of those as a loaner car. That thing's gnarly. That's like people who buy uh, those Chryslers that look like Bentleys, and then they try to soup them up. Uh, you've seen this, right? There's no. these Chryslers out there that people I, try to like soup up and make look like a Bentley, but you totally know it's a Chrysler. I don't know if Chrysler's a nice car. I don't I can't recall ever being in a Chrysler, been in a Bentley. The only Those, thing I remember yikes. about Chryslers is that when I was in grade school in the 90s, there were a lot of soccer moms with Chrysler minivans. 
Yeah, the minivan. That was yeah. the, the original. That was, uh, uh, was it Lee Iacocca? Is that the, Who's that, the, that? He was the designer of the Mustang and the minivan. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Lee Iacocca. You can fact check that and tell me if I'm wrong on the text line 55305. Uh, also, send us your thoughts, Tarico versus Costas, because uh, the internet was all a flutter with uh, complaints about it. They wanted not only Bob Costas back, they wanted Pink Eye Bob Costas back, which I found delightful. But we haven't gotten to the biggest story of the opening games. What the hell is the U.S. team doing wearing the Dumb and Dumber gloves? Is that what you want people to think of when they think That's of the, the U.S.? That's the biggest story. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> you just said, let's get to the biggest story in the Olympics, Dumb and Dumber gloves. Well, I didn't even notice that. What you didn't notice like? that? No. Did you not notice the U.S. was wearing Dumb and Dumber outfits? Did they look, did, was that on the internet? No, look at the picture of them and then pull up Dumb and Dumber. How did you miss this? How are you and I so off this week? Dumb and Dumber gloves are now an Olympic meme. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't, these are Dumb and Dumber gloves? Pull up Dumb and Dumber. Oh, because the little tassels and everything. <laughs> little tassels. I Huge. like those. Oh, my God. Are you getting a pair of those gloves? Well, see, when you said Dumb and Dumber gloves, I thought of that scene where he's like extra gloves. Oh, yeah. Not no, the no. one where he's walking around handing out hundos. Oh, yeah. That's the one where he's... Well, look at that. That's how here, much I pay attention going. to it. Well, you were so enthralled by Korea. Yeah. Will might be moving to uh, South Korea, so we're going to miss you. Yeah, why the hell not? I don't know. I got a, I got a, f a friend from high school that went over there to visit and never left. He still lives there, I think. I don't know. I don't keep up with him. Not a great friend. But anyways. But yeah, Korea's, uh, Korea's a happening place, buddy. That's why they're hosting the Olympics. I think, I think if you're going to host an Olympics, it's to show off your country. And obviously they got you uh, hook, line, and sinker. Do you think it's a uh, also a ploy for tourism to get you to go there? I would think, right? Yes, it's it's an advertisement. You, they, you spend billions of dollars putting on these these Olympic games. It's it's all it is is an advertisement for your country. So from the text line, I don't miss Costas. I've hated that guy since halftime of the anti-gun rant. Oh, right. He did do one of those. Yeah. The, I was fine with that, though. I'm just, saying, I'm just reading from the text line. The anti-gun rant. Yeah. But you know what cost us, too, was at the forefront of the whole um, uh, Sandusky thing. Do you remember the uh, interview that he did with Sandusky right after the allegations I came out? No. And he asked him, he goes, do you, uh, do, do, have you had inappropriate relations with little boys? And Sandusky was like, uh, I like little boys. And that, that soundbite like reverberated Yikes. all over. And pretty much uh, Costas was looking into the camera like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Why am I here? That's spooky. Good Lord. Are you excited about the Winter Olympics? Do you get in, involved with any of the actual sport of it? Mm. I remember curling got pretty popular a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, Winter Olympics to me, there isn't anything that's that's palpable about it. Like I'm not into hockey I, yeah. I compare it to summer because I can watch the bas like basketball. I'll always watch summer Olympic basketball. And I guess I'll watch track and field because that seems like something I could actually, I don't know. There, there seems like a very obvious competition to it. Some of the rules of winter Olympics, I don't understand. Oh, see, I love the daredevil aspect of it. Yeah. Just the guys getting in an ice skeleton. Tube. I don't yeah. understand the rules of skeleton. It's go as fast as you can down this ice tube head first on a, a metal sled. 
It's awesome. Doesn't what rules matter do you who need? wins. Well, but the, most most Olympic sports that I really get behind are the ones like first one down wins, and it's just racing down a hill. Those rules you don't have to understand. Stay outside of the flags or stay inside of the flags and get down this hill as fast as you can. That's pretty simple, and it's terrifying. If you ever stood at the top of a double black diamond and can imagine going down in a Lycra skin suit a thousand miles an hour, hmm. woo! Gets me excited just talking about it. Five five three zero five. Who cares about the Winter Olympics? Who doesn't care about that? Let us know, and we'll kind of hit that as we go through the show. But we do need to get to some of the craziness going on in the NBA. The Cavs just decided, ah, eh, we'll keep LeBron and we'll build, put a new team around him. That'll get us to the finals, right? Will will tell you why that is and is not true next. But first, the news. So this week was the NBA trade deadline, and if you're a Blazers fan, I think you're thrilled that they're under the luxury tax now, maybe? Yay! Fairly anticlimactic for the Blazers, who were mentioned in a handful of trades, but I think the biggest story going in and coming out of the trade deadline was what were the Cavaliers going to do? And the idea that the, you know, what, uh, is it three in a row that they've played in the uh, NBA Finals against the Warriors? Is it just three for the three for the Cavaliers since LeBron's back, right? So if they can make it to a fourth straight, they were going to have to do some uh, major overhaul, and they did. I can't remember ever seeing a trade deadline move where you've seen so many pieces bounce around. So they end up getting, from the Lakers, they end up getting Larry Nance Jr. They get Jordan Clarkson from the Kings. They get George Hill, and then they end up with Rodney Hood from the Jazz. So you get younger, you get more athletic, uh, you get some shooters still, but... The problem before was chemistry. So how do you uh, pass the midseason mark just before the All-Star game go, all right, we got a new team. We just hit the reset button. We're sitting in the middle of the East. Does this make them better or worse? The or- Cavaliers will not beat the Warriors. Will the Cavaliers get to the finals? <laughs> the Cavaliers will not beat the Warriors. <laughs> okay. That, so that, that's so why, we don't need to watch the rest of the season? Well, because this trade to me seemed kind of... Desperate? Desperate, but just kind of, eh? Well, they're not going to beat the Warriors. They're not, maybe even not even going to beat the Celtics. That's what I want to know. Finals. That's more interesting, though, isn't it? Do, or do they make the finals? Well, no. Probably okay. not. And okay. that's mostly because LeBron James has completely lost interest in this team. Well, it's a different team. That's it, It's a different team today than it even was yesterday. They played last night's game against the Hawks with like nine active players on their roster. So they didn't have any of their four new players. Yeah. They shipped off Dwayne Wade too, which was interesting. Um, but the, the, the Hawks start chanting to the LeBron. What did he have? A triple double with uh, like 22 points, 19 assists, 12 rebounds, something like that. They start chanting at him during the game. He will leave you. Yes. <laughs> which, he, uh, I mean, which there, is great. There's no way in hell that LeBron James will even stay in Cleveland. And that's why this move to me seemed kind of confusing. I guess you're trying to save a season, but realistically, there's no way that you're going to beat the Golden State Warriors. And even if you do beat the Celtics, which seems pretty not likely even now, well, I don't even think you'd... Oh, well, no, of course you'd play the Celtics. I, I, it just seems Well, you have me, the Raptors, too, that are up there. Yeah, it just seems to me that 
at this point, LeBron James only wants to win NBA titles, and next year he will most likely either go to the Rockets or Spurs, the Lakers or Spurs. Yeah, I guess. And you would have to think now with all the Lakers, and that was actually the move that I thought was the greatest with what uh, the Lakers did, clearing so much cap space and not really trying to make a huge splash. Well, yeah, but Jordan Clarkson wasn't a guy that was playing a ton, and and Larry Nance Jr. isn't the future of the team, so they add Isaiah Thomas, and who else did they get? Channing Frye? Yeah, but they cleared themselves up to have a huge summer where you can go out and get two superstar guys. and and they they have to. go get Paul George and LeBron James and then say, hey, we have Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. This could be kind of a and Julius, stretch Julius Randle. Yes. And Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's the man, Kyle dude. Kuzma's forget, real good. Forget everybody else. Kuzma's been the standout rookie this year and might win rookie of the year. I was more intrigued by the Lakers than anything else. I thought it was actually the first smart thing they've done in about three years. Yeah, well, they're they I mean, they're doing they have the advantage because they happen to have, you know, the the pedigree and the the history of one of the greatest teams in the history of the NBA. But you also have Magic Johnson there that has, you know, gives them some legitimacy when you go out and pick up a phone call instead of it being, you know, the other bus uh, after, you know, Dr. Jerry Buss uh, passed away. You kind of lose some of that. Mitch Kupchak is out. So you bring in Magic Johnson. And now when he picks up the phone call, as long as he's not in front of a microphone uh, and doesn't get tampering, uh, when he picks up the phone, I think it matters. So I, I, I like where the Lakers position themselves, but I, I'm still intrigued by the idea that the Cavaliers – if they didn't do anything, not only would they be bad this year, but they would have no chance. They were able to hang on to the Nets pick. So they have the Nets first round pick. They traded away their own first round pick in all of this, you know, soup that they kind of put themselves in. But they kept the Nets pick and they got younger. And so if LeBron does leave, could you imagine what it would have been if it was the guys that they still had? You had Isaiah Thomas, Derek Rose, Dwayne Wade leading the way for a team without LeBron James? That would have been awful. Yeah, I suppose. So you have something. I mean, they've set themselves up, I guess, to put a hole in a sinking ship. Yeah, but or fill a hole, I'm sorry, in a sinking ship. I mean, yeah. LeBron James is leaving regardless. If it certainly feels that way. Yes, I wonder. He is. You yes. say yes. He, he is leaving. Okay. There's no way in hell he'll stay on that. There's team. no way in hell they win. No. They probably don't even make it to the finals, and LeBron James leaves before the NBA finals are even over. Yes. Okay. And that's. I I, I mean, do you? How do you see it going another way? If you're okay, if you're uh, David Griffin, right? Yeah. And you're sitting down with LeBron James after this season ends. Well, and you're trying to convince him because David Griffin's not there anymore. Kobe Altman. Or, I'm sorry. Kobe uh, Altman. No, their owner. Who's that? Yeah, it's uh, Dan... Dan Gilbert. Gilbert. So you're sitting down with Dan... Snyder, but that's the Redskins. You're sitting down with Dan Gilbert, and Gilbert basically looks at you, and he goes, look, I'm going to give you the following reasons to stay on this team. What are the following reasons to stay on this team for LeBron James? Uh, Player coach. uh, You're the new general manager. um, And... We moved the team to uh, the Bahamas. So what do you think that LeBron James wants out of all this? Like, what do you think he wants out of the rest of his oh, NBA Oh, God, career? I have no idea what how that guy's brain works. So you don't think he maybe wants another NBA title? Well, uh, yeah, I mean... Right. Sure. Sure. But, but okay. he wouldn't go to the Lakers to get an NBA title necessarily. No. But the other but thing he is, would, how does he, he want to... Houston? I would probably go to Houston or San Antonio. Would if you're if you're going for a championship, those would seem like the better places to go, right? Yeah. But 
why go to the West if you're chasing championships? Isn't there a team in the East that you could go to or, you know, somewhere where they're going to help you build? And I don't know what that team is, but it might be the 76ers. If you could play Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, it's a lot easier path if you're in the East uh, and, and you don't have to play the Warriors until the finals. If you go West, you're still running into the Warriors. You're just running into them more often and you're running into them earlier in the playoffs. So or if I was, if I was LeBron it over with, you're getting it over with. You get your hardest no, no. part over with in the Western Conference Finals, and then when you get to the East, the hardest team you play is conceivably the Celtics. And sure. it's you, Chris Paul, James Harden, and what if he, Mike what if he goes to the Celtics? <laughs> there the, was actually a rumor he might go to the Celtics. There's rumors that he'll go anywhere because nobody knows what he's thinking. The rumor mill around LeBron James is endless because nobody knows what he's thinking. There's no team that won't want him, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with it. But in the meantime, I'm very intrigued to see if this team can form into anything that comes even close to resembling a championship team. And most of these pieces we haven't seen in this you know, a championship run. I mean, right. Who, which of these players, George Hill, uh, Rodney hood, Lance, uh, uh Larry Nance jr. And, and yeah, they need Lance Stevenson is what they need. And Jordan Clarkson, what have those guys done in the playoffs? What will they do in the playoffs? You can't assume much, but you can't assume nothing when you, you got can't LeBron. assume I'll care. I, I, I just really, come on. You didn't care about the Super Bowl. Now you don't care about what happens the rest of the NBA season. For it's a foregone Cavs? conclusion. No, because it is a foregone conclusion that LeBron James will leave. I mean, really, do you think in the playoffs that he has any chance against the Celtics? Yes. It'll be entertaining. I'll yeah, say that. I think, I think they have a chance against the Celtics. Do they have a chance against the Warriors? Depends on how they look. They haven't played any games together. I, I have no idea what this team's going to be. It's the first time we've ever seen a midseason rebuild like this. It's intriguing to me. Cavs should have signed uh, Iverson. Good veteran presence from the text line. Five, they five, they three, did. Zero, they signed Derrick Rose. He was a once great player. Remember how, oh. how Derrick Rose was going to be when he won his MVP at like 23 years old? Yeah. Derrick Rose was going to be Iverson, except for he went crazy a lot earlier and a lot deeper off the end in, during his career. Yeah. Derrick Rose was supposed to be great. It would have been, you would have gotten the same thing from Iverson if you signed him at, what is he, 45? Oh. That's interesting. I don't know about that. And your comparison between the two is also interesting. Well, again, the... the Iverson was a better shooter. And he was more effective early. The, per, the, projection, the projection for Derrick Rose's career was in line with what Allen Iverson actually did. That's all I'm saying. How awful is it that Nike has to keep paying Derrick Rose to be in commercials? Like he was in that commercial with uh, Damian Lillard and all those celebrities when they're around the table, you know, they're supposed to be like the Illuminati or something. Sure. And uh, they have Derek, like they show you Damian Lillard. They had Pharrell. Then they had James Harden. And they had, um, I think it was like Tyrese or like some other actor or something. And you're like, whoa, whoa, these are some big name guys. And then they go to Derrick Rose and you're like, oh yeah, Derrick Rose is still in the NBA. He's got to save his knees for his kid's graduation. Forgot remember. about that. Don't forget. He's got to save his knees for the kid's graduation. That's like the worst endorsement deal retrospectively that you sure. can think about. But he won, oh. he won a league MVP for the Chicago Bulls when he's 23 years old or whatever it was. I mean, the guy was going to be great. And then he lost his mind and his ability to play and he got hurt and his knee broke every year. And it's a very weird journey that Derek, I'm looking forward to the Derek Rose 30 for 30. Oh, I, mm. You think what? they would do a Derrick Rose 30? I would love to watch because that guy, because it was injuries at first, but then the way he tried to come back from the injuries was so bizarre. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a little more insight on Derrick Rose. But right didn't now... He, didn't he go off the map? Uh, yeah, yes, for he like did. He, when he was with the Knicks, he yeah. disappeared. The whole thing is... He did it this year, too, with the Cavs. Derrick yeah. Rose is fascinating to me, and I don't know much about him. So, yeah, I'd watch a 30 for 30 with Derrick Rose. But right now... We need to get to good versus evil. That's next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Without all of this, it's about the players. They're the most important thing. And I feel so blessed to be able to work with a great group of guys, guys that from day one were accountable to each other. They were committed to each other. They did things the right way. That was genius man, child, and human being I have confusing feelings about Sean McVay. The 32-year-old became the youngest coach in modern history to win Coach of the Year this past week. L.A. finished the season 11-5, winning their first division title since 2003. Other award recipients included Keenan Allen winning AP Comeback Player of the Year, Marshawn Lattimore winning Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Tom Brady winning NFL MVP for a third time. Do you see a sophomore slump for the young Rams next season? I do not necessarily because the Rams are going to regress a whole lot. Their division just got a whole lot better and all the rumors around Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers becoming a popular free agent destination. Plus, they've got a ton of picks. I believe again this year, the Seahawks will be better next year. I'm still interested to see what will happen with the Cardinals if, if you know, in their new coaching. I don't know much about the guy and, and we'll see what they do, but they've still got pieces there. They need a quarterback if they can go out and get one of these free agent quarterbacks or or if they jump up in the draft. But I think it'll be tougher for the Rams uh, next year in the NFC. This is where I want to be, honestly. And, uh, you know, I want to get this deal done as fast as possible. And it's only going to help our team going forward, you know, going into free agency. It is 75 degrees out here. It's not a snowstorm like Chicago. So <laughs> we just came from that. So I can speak on that. It's, uh, it's a lot better here. That was good-looking extra in a music video, Jimmy Garoppolo. Looks like the 49ers are set to go all-in on Jimmy G. The quarterback signed a five-year, $137.5 million contract this past week. By all accounts, that would mean Jimmy Garoppolo is the league's highest-paid player. It's hard to argue argue with his production from last season. Garoppolo took a 1-10 team to five straight wins to close out the season. Now... Many people are questioning how this will affect the free agent market going forward. How much do you see a team playing, paying for someone, say, like Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins, I'm still undecided on, but I believe Aaron Rodgers is up for a new contract, and that one's going to break the bank. I mean, the biggest problem that the Green Bay has had is getting a team around Rodgers. So you wonder if he'll want to take less money or he'll go out and try to find a way to test the free agent market after franchising a couple of years. Um, but you did say something in the setup for that uh, as Garoppolo as a music video extra. Yeah. I think of him more as a like depression medication commercial where they do the montage over the side effects or picture frame guy, like the guy, the photo of the guy that comes with your picture frame. Mm, you mean like a stock model? Stock model. Stock model is a perfect... Uh, yeah, he kind of is a stock model. I didn't know that was the term, but yeah, the guy that comes in your picture frame. 911, line supported. Where is your emergency? 
Hello, this this is an emergency. This is just uh, this is Rob Mankowski calling. And uh, while I was gone, my whole house got robbed uh, while on the Super Bowl trip, and I just got back. That was Rich Dummy Dum Dum, Rob Gronkowski, speaking with 911 dispatchers last week. It was reported after the Super Bowl that Gronkowski's Foxborough home was burglarized during Sunday's game. Officials say three guns were taken from the home. Obviously, the thought of Robert Gronkowski using guns in any capacity is frightening enough. Which athlete's home would you rob? <laughs> um, let's see. That one kind of threw me off a little bit. I like your question. Who would I rob? I don't know. You have to go somebody with hardware. I'd probably go Roger Federer if he's got all of those trophies at home. An individual athlete's going to have all of the cups and all of the, the everything. Plus, it's like an international heist. I'd probably go Federer. I'd go Floyd Mayweather. Plus all the headband collection. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go Floyd Mayweather because he keeps all of his money at home. Yeah, that's not a bad he's one. And, and he's a terrible person, so you wouldn't have to feel bad about it. I oh. think you have. That's a good one. Floyd Mayweather. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on that heist if you join me for the Federer heist. Well, I would do the Federer one, but I'd hide in the house. Yeah, but you'd also then steal his underwear and sniff them. And... Mm. All right, time for my favorite Federer story must. of the week. This one comes from deep in the Mojave Desert. Flat Earther advocate and daredevil Mad Mike Hughes says he plans to launch himself 52 miles into the sky by the end of this year. From that vantage, Mike will then see for himself whether the planet is flat or not. This is all assuming that Mike will not explode or die from lack of air pressure before finding an answer. He's got a GoFundMe page. I think he's raised 100 bucks. If I have that correct. Won't he die? Won't he explode? 52 miles in the air? How on this flat earth is it possible that people believe there's a flat there's earth? There's a flat earth. Yeah, do you see the photos like, of uh, the Tesla car this last week? They, uh, the SpaceX thing? Yeah. 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 A bunch of flat earthers are saying that that was uh, doctored. It's, it's remarkable that, like... I thought that, I just thought it was a joke, and then you hear people speak on it. Oh, you have no proof, and and the 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 bad science they use to back it up. It's the probably the number one marvel of the modern world that you have people that can just create something in their own mind and build a community around it, and it it pulls in celebrities and morons around. I mean, I think Kyrie Irving's a flat earther. I think yeah, it's unbelievable to he me. Seems, he seems ironic about it. Ah, I don't know if he does though. If you listen, go back and just listen to a montage of his quotes about it. It's very bizarre because he, he he does the he does the. I'm not saying it's this way, but nobody's proven any different to me. See, I, I like think he that, got he got in a YouTube vortex. He started buying into it. I think that's the issue with the flat Earth theory is that we we really don't know. I mean, I guess we do know that the Earth isn't flat, but. I've never been in space. I've never got up there and looked and seen proof of it. All the other planets are round. We can see them. I've never seen a planet. <laughs> You've seen photos of planets. You've seen the moon. How do I know those photos aren't doctored? <laughs> You're a flat earther. I'm, and you hate the Super Bowl. By the minute. And the Cavaliers. By the what? minute. I'm becoming a flat earther. All right. I've never been in space. I've never <laughs> seen the thing. Hey, they faked the moon landing. They could easily fake this. You can see the moon in the sky, yes? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sun, round? Uh, I've never looked at it directly, though I've been told oh, the sun's did round. did you not watch the eclipse? Uh, huh? Did I watch the eclipse? Yeah, I watched the eclipse. And? Well, those are round. Okay. 
But oh, that, that doesn't the necessarily mean oh, that the Earth is flat or the Earth is round. You're probably right. You know what? You're probably right. I think I'm coming around to your it side. Could be flat. All right. This flat Earth edition of Good versus Evil brought to you by 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants. Check out their two locations: 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. Here's what I'm not saying: okay. is that the Earth is a cube. Because that's what you would assume, right? If it's a flat Earth, it's like a cube, right? Uh, yeah. I'm thinking the Earth is flat to the point it's just a just a a really long extended piece of yeah. It's of got rock. a bo- it's got a bottom. It, it looks like uh, like when you tear up a tree. Look yes. at the photos. It, it's like when you pull up a tree. There's there's some Earth underneath it, yes. right? And then there's. But we don't see that Earth. We don't know. I've never seen that Earth before. None of us can see that Earth because it's flat. Yeah. No, I've never found the edge. Yeah, so there's that, supposed to be an edge. There's your proof that it's not flat. If there was a, if Earth was flat, somebody would have found the edge, the end of the sidewalk, like in the Truman Show when he yeah. goes out in the boat and then yeah. hits like, the sky. Exactly. There's your proof right there. Or maybe but, we just haven't found it yet. I oh damn it! If you really believe this, I'm going to have to murder you. You realize that? Whoa! I I, I would. I think I, I think we can get enough listeners to go. We'll go rob uh, Floyd Mayweather's house. We'll get his guns, and we'll have to murder and bury you for believing in that. Wow, yeah, I think it's fair. That's intense. Did I go too far? No. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, another Blazer had a fifty-point game, only playing three quarters. Guess who? And we'll answer that next. Center and Saint, ten eighty, the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.